Hi everyone, my name is Amanda Leeslove and I'm a registered holistic nutritionist and today's guest is Amy. So welcome to the show. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks for having me. What a pleasure. I'm so happy to talk to you. So I love to ask the question with every guest, how did you get into what you're doing now? What's your backstory? Okay. Well, you know what? I was 16. I walked into the gym and I fell in love. <laughs> That's literally how it started. I walked in, I was like, wow, look at all these muscles. <laughs> And somehow before that, I somehow managed to somehow it was in, I was in high school. Somehow I managed to have got a, get a, uh, got a copy of muscle and fitness magazine. Somehow that landed on my lap. And I was looking through these, these, this magazine full of all these muscles. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. And that's what prompted me to go to the local gym, just up the street from my high school. I walked in, I was, I literally fell in love. And, <laughs> and since then I've just been on this path of, you know, fitness and then started, I, I enjoyed it so much that I wanted to teach it. And so I started with spinning classes, then I started teaching classes that then was doing personal training. So I've been doing this for quite a long time. And now I'm 52. And I transitioned from fitness coach to a health and fitness coach, probably about three years ago, really to help women, you know, feel better in their bodies, because, you know, fitness is such a, you know, health and fitness, is such a huge category. And what I thought what was missing was that, you know, women were perpetually dieting only to be frustrated and only to create a worse relationship with their food and with their bodies. And I thought, you know, women over 40 was a real gap to kind of, you know, provide that support for the, for, 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 you know, over 40 women. Your story sounds like mine with like getting right, like seeing the health magazines in high school and being like, and then starting really young with the like strength training and all of that and stuff. But I want to know, so with women and their like health issues and stuff with body image, mm -hmm. what is like the biggest thing you see with people and their body issues? Yeah, that everybody suffers from it. We're talking like nine out of 10. And, you know, when I think, when I ask this question to women, you know, who do you know has a healthy body image? And they basically tell me almost nobody. And it just goes to show you that it doesn't matter what your shape, what your size, what your, uh, what your weight or what your age is, that every woman suffers from body image. So this is the, this is the big question is, is when women want to lose weight, they think if they lose weight, they'll be happy with their bodies. When in fact, they are not happy with their bodies, even if they do lose the weight that they want to lose. So they're really two separate issues. So that's, that's the biggest mistake that women make. They think that because they're going to lose weight, they're going to be happier, but it's not the case. And when people lose the weight, most of the time, do they just gain it back because they're still not happy with their body? Yeah, it depends. So they gain it back because they've been on a diet that caused them to lose the weight. And then when they come off the diet, they gain the weight back, you know, so that's one or two. And, and even when they lose weight, they still, they're still unhappy with how they look because they don't understand that weight loss is weight loss and being happy in, in, in your body is a mindset. They're two separate different things. Right. And so one's like a mental, you know, it's, it's like, like really, it's a, it's a mindset. It's how you think about your body. And then versus the weight that you carry that you're trying to lose. So, so women typically do gain the weight back 
after after dieting or they barely lose any weight at all and and as they get older it gets harder and what tends to happen is women start to give up they just kind of live with their weight and how they look and how they feel not realizing that there's other solutions to both those issues that doesn't result in them dieting which is which just causes more headaches and heartaches it doesn't make anybody any happier but because the diet culture in north america is is such a huge industry you know, in the States, it's worth $72 billion annually, we're talking. Okay, that's, that's, crazy. that's a lot. That's crazy. And in Canada, we're not much different. We're 10 times less the population. So we're at $7 billion, where it, it amounts to about the same. And it's literally everywhere you go to, you know, fast food, they talk about calories and how much you're eating. You go to the health food stores, you know, it, they talk about weight loss. It's literally every you go to you go you know, you watch TV, social media, like it's literally every, it's hard to run from it. And you just gotta, you just gotta learn to know better what that, what the diet culture is all about. And a lot of times women think they're not consciously dieting, but yet they don't realize that they still subscribe to diet culture by, by the things that they say about themselves and the things they say in general, like in conversation amongst women, things like, Oh, that's so bad for me. If I eat that, if I eat that, I gotta, I gotta work out harder tomorrow. That's subscribing to diet culture. So just because you may not consciously be dieting or be on a diet doesn't mean that you have that diet mentality. So that's something else that you have to consider as well. That's contributing to the inability to lose weight and the inability to find happiness in your body. And I think we all put that pressure on ourselves to lose weight even if we don't need to lose the weight and we'll say oh we need to lose 10 pounds but maybe you don't even need to lose that exactly and that's the other thing is is you know north american culture they we uh, you know idealize uh, uh thin thin equates to healthy which is so not true you know health being healthy could could look a million different ways it doesn't mean healthy doesn't necessarily mean a size two i mean i'm I've been in the fitness industry for 25 years. And I got to tell you, Amanda, you know, I know a lot of trainers and fitness instructors, and they have very poor body image, number one, as well. And number two, uh, they don't eat. <laughs> they don't eat, they have, a, they almost have an eating disorder. I've, I've, I've seen it. And I was like, wow, look at that. You know, and this would be like the picture of health. No a picture of health is, is how you feel not necessarily just how you look, right? Exactly. And it doesn't matter what age you are. You're it doesn't matter. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and our bodies are going to change. We can't wish we were, you know, we have a 20-year-old body when we're 50. Could you have a 20-year-old body when you're 50? Absolutely. But I'll tell you, it's a full-time job. It's an eight-hour-a-day yeah. job. <laughs> and if you're willing to commit eight hours a day, absolutely. You can have a 20 year old body. No, you can have a bodybuilder's body. You can have anything you want at, at eight hours a day. But the reality is, is a lot of women have other priorities, right? Especially as we get old, we got family, we got kids, we got house, we got mortgage, we got partners, we got elderly parents and da, 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 da. And, and it's hard to, women have a hard time making themselves priority, let alone, you know, let alone trying to look like you're 20 again. You know what I mean? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And we put that pressure on ourselves Put that pressure on, you know, it's like you look, you go to social media, it's like everybody's gonna, oh, look at me, I'm a size two or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, healthy isn't size two healthy is, is how you feel. 
is, is healthy and what, you know, and, and, and feeling happy and feeling good about everything that you do, that's healthy, right? It's, it's mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. It's not just about being in a size, being a size two. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we think, oh, if we're a size two, it's then everything's all our problems are going to go away, but it's really not that true. No, it's not true at all. It's not true. And it's really unfortunate. Um, It's really unfortunate that, you know, women feel this way about themselves. And, you know, I'm on a mission to help as many women as possible to say, hey, you know what? Diet culture is not your answer. You know, um, let's ditch it once for once and for all. Let's get let's say let's go. Let's give it a boot. (laughs) (laughs) Right. See you later. (laughs) I yeah, I I think a lot of times we punish ourselves with the exercise and then it's like we can't keep it up. Yeah. And and that's a really interesting point you've made, Amanda. You know, losing weight is not about doing more. We've been taught to believe that doing more is the answer. So meaning like starve yourself, punish yourself, be mean to yourself, you know, criticize yourself, judge yourself for the foods that you want to eat or the foods that you're eating and go kill yourself at the gym. Oh, I got to go sign up for a, you know, half marathon, marathon, or go do CrossFit or, you know, go flip tires or whatever. Yeah. But permanent weight loss is actually about doing less. And the reason, and, and the reason why I say it's about doing less, it's really about, it's really about slowing everything down in terms of activity, your, all your um, priorities and just sitting with yourself and being with yourself. And it's in that, it's in that moment. And in that time that you actually hear your body talking to you, we're so accustomed to being told what to do or wanting to be told what to do. And again, that's because of diet culture, the diet culture is like, don't do this, don't do that, eat this, eat that, 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 that. And there's just like a whole slew of rules. And when they, and when you're constantly being told what to do, you start losing connection with how you're actually feeling. So for a good example would be diet says, don't eat your next meal till 12 PM. Meanwhile, 11 o'clock and you're watching the time tick and you're starving. <laughs> yeah. You're hungry. And the diet culture is saying, don't eat till 12, but you're starving. You, you do that. You do that for years and decades. And all of a sudden you don't trust your, your hunger signals anymore. You don't trust your body telling you the truth, what it needs. So, so that's why it's about like doing less and you hear your body talking to you. It's like, you know what? Your body wants to rest. Your body needs vegetables. Your body wants water, your body, like it talks to you all day long. And, and, and sometimes we don't hear our bodies talking until it hits us over the head, like a hammer, but really, <laughs> right. But yeah. your, your bought, yeah, but your body's actually whispering. If you slow down and quiet down enough, your body's actually whispering in this soft, gentle voice, and you got to be in tune to be able to hear it. And, and it's in those moments that you, that you start listening to these, these, um, these signals and these words that you start paying attention to it. So you know how to take care of yourself better, because what I teach is all about, you rely on your own self, as opposed to relying on somebody else to tell you what to do, you know? And for me as a coach, I just guide people and direct people in the right direction to make sure they're on the path and everybody's going to be different because every woman is different. Every person is different. As we all know, we're all very unique 
in our bodies and in our circumstances and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just there to guide them along so they're not veering off into all these different paths, trying different diets, like what women typically do. Well, let's try this. Who, who, you know, who, what's Amanda doing to lose weight? Oh, she looks good. What is she doing? You know, asking all these kinds of questions. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the problem is like, we, we just go to the fad diets, whatever diets popular right now. Exactly. And let's talk about them for a second, Amanda. So what, what's, what's big in, what's big in your, you know, the things that you hear around, around your, around your friends and your community. I'm sure they're the same as up because I'm in Canada. So I'm sure they're the same. Well, that, I don't, I feel like gluten-free is a big one right now. Yeah. Gluten-free. Um, yep. Is, is a big one. I, I hear about intermittent fasting a lot right now. Yep. Um, keto, keto is a big one. Keto, paleo, paleo. Yep. Vegan, vegetarian is, is vegan. Plant-based is big plant right now. Yeah. And here's the thing, you know what? The thing about all those diets is if they're promoting it for weight loss, it's a diet. If you're, if you're promoting because you have some you know, uh, gut related issues that doesn't allow you to eat certain types of food that's different. But the moment you think keto, you know, uh, paleo cleanses intermittent fasting for weight loss, that's dieting. Because the moment you come off, guess what's going to happen? You're going to gain weight. <laughs> You're going to gain it back and stuff. You're going to gain it back. You're going to get it back. So we just did, we just came out of a five-day cleanse. And I said to the ladies, I said, Hey ladies, we're not talking about weight loss because this is not about weight loss where we are taking a break on certain foods and opportunity to break habits and take a break on certain foods to give our, to give our organ, particularly the liver a break. Cause it's probably, you know, the liver that the, the organ that does the most amount of work in our body as also, as well as our digestive system. So we do a cleanse for the purpose of doing a cleanse to give our bodies a break. I never said weight loss. I never said how many pounds did you lose? How many pounds you, we never talked about weight at all. Same thing with intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting was specifically designed to, again, to give your digestive systems a break, to give your organs a break. And, you know, the diet culture has grabbed onto it and said, hey, you can lose weight on it. Well, of course you can lose weight on it. The moment you're cutting calories and missing a meal, of course you're going to lose weight. <laughs> but how long are you going to be, you know, eating two meals a day for? You know what I mean? Not a long time. Not a long time. Yeah, it's not an easy thing to do. So, so any of those things like pay, like especially for us aging beauties, you know, as you get older, you know, thing is these macronutrients like carbohydrates is it's a macronutrient for a reason. We need it for 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 energy, a source of energy. You need it for hormone balance. You need it for a whole slew of other other things, right? And you know the women, the, the clientele that I have is women over 40. It's like, you start cutting carbs out, you, your hair is going to fall out. Like you're, you're affecting your thyroid. You're affecting all these other type of hormonal glands. Like it's, it's, it's a, not a good, it's not a good idea. Right? There's better ways. Yeah. I think a lot of times we cut out the carbohydrates and we need the carbohydrates. We need the carbohydrates. Okay, cut out the cookies if you want. Even then, you should still be. You can't cut out. You know, you can't cut out foods that you enjoy. Meaning, cut them completely out because, you know, 
eating is one of the one of the biggest pleasures in life. We, we might not all love to cook, but for the most part, we all love to eat. And and you should be able to eat. I, I love my potato chips. I have potato chips around in the house all day long. I have smart food in the house all day long. <laughs> you know, does it mean I need to, I want to eat smart food, you know, every day, three square meals a day? No, but when I want to have it, I have it. And I, I have literally been the same weight, same size since my 20s. And I, and I actually tried dieting in my 20s. I was like, hey, what's going on? What's everybody doing? I think, I'm, I, think I picked up the South Beach diet. I didn't read the book. <laughs> right. I started eating like that. I'm like, this is unreasonable. <laughs> like, I don't eat like that. <laughs> it's like changing your whole person, you know, you know, changing your whole diet, diet, for example, like the South Beach or whatever it is, is yeah. like changing your whole personality. <laughs> well, there's so many different diets out there. There's like, and it's crazy. And it's crazy. It's- and instead of we just go back to eating foods that are like came from the earth hundreds and hundreds of years ago and stuff. Yeah. Back to the basics. Like back called, to the basics. Like I was talking to someone yesterday, back to the basics of eating well. And then if you want to have a cookie or whatever, it's not going to kill you to have a not cookie. Gonna, yeah. It's not going to kill you. If, if you have ice cream once a week, it's not going to kill you, you know? Unless you've got like gut related issues, that's a whole nother story, but it's not going to hurt you. Nothing's going to happen. Do you want to be eating ice cream every night of the week? Probably not a good idea if you're looking to lose the weight, but if you want to have it once a week, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah, Women, women feel guilt and shame for the foods that, that they want to eat or foods that they're eating. And the reality is, is the more you tell yourself, no, you can't have it, the more you want. It's like telling your six year old kid, don't touch that. What's the first thing that they do? They're touching it as they're looking at you. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're looking at you. Look, mom, touching it. And meanwhile, you're like, <laughs> you're like okay. <laughs> so you're going against human nature. The more you're told not to do it, the more you want to do it. And then, you know, you put so much pressure on yourself. And next thing you know, uh, you know, Thanksgiving dinners come around, you're stressing like, Oh my God, look, this can be like turkey and stuffing and gravy and pies and drinks. And like, you know, women are stressing around holiday meals. Can you, as opposed to enjoying, you know, it's so heartbreaking to hear. It's really, it's really heartbreaking. And it takes so much energy to stress out about it's a one holiday a year. It's it's not that many holidays a year because you don't really get together with family nowadays anyway. Yeah, yeah you could call it Easter, uh, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Yeah. Like and three. maybe, maybe uh, can't, you know, for us, Canada Day or independent, you know, you've got a few other holidays that you guys celebrate um, as well. So call it, you know, four or five out of, out of 360. Fourth of July, maybe. Fourth of July. Yeah. Maybe. And then you guys have, um, well, that's, that's your Thanksgiving, your, your American Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's a big holiday for you guys. Um, so call it five major holidays out of, so it's five days. Okay. Maybe you might go have two meals in one holiday. That's still only less than two handfuls over 365 days. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And that's what women are stressing about. And that's no, that's no way to, that's no way to live. That's no way to be for sure. It just takes time. Yeah. Yeah. Just as opposed to like enjoying your life and having that emotional freedom, just go out and go, yeah, 
let's go out for dinner. Let's have a good time. You know, meanwhile, you're like, <laughs> yeah. And even if you want to go out and to dinner once a week or whatever, you don't have to stress out about it. Yeah. And if yeah. you want to plan ahead, then plan ahead and choose that healthier meal or whatever. And if mm. you don't, you want to have a drink or whatever, just go ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you, it just depends on the person. Yeah. And the thing is, is, you know, when you've had too much. Yeah. Right. We all know when we've had too much, it's like, Ooh, that was just a little too much, or that was just a lot too much. Okay. So then it's time to, instead of beating yourself up and, and judging yourself, you think, okay, well, why did I have too much? Why, what was it that drove me to have more than what I needed or wanted? What was it? Was it because I was stressing? Was it because I had deprived myself? Was it because I left myself starving? You know, what emotion are you feeling that made you go to food when you weren't hungry, right? Because people think it's the food that's making them gain weight. It's actually not the food. It's what precedes you reaching for the food that's causing you to eat food when you're not hungry that's causing you to gain the weight, not the food itself. So for example, diet culture focuses on food. You know, don't eat this, don't eat that. But that's not the problem. The problem isn't the food. The problem is what are you thinking? What are you feeling that's driving you to the cupboard and the fridge to eat when you're not hungry or not being able to stop when you're full? That's the problem with weight gain, not the food. I, I totally agree. It's really a mental, like, are you reaching for, is it, are you tired? Should you go to bed instead yeah. of, a lot of times we eat at like nighttime because we're tired and we're just, we have nothing to do and we're just going to reach for that ice cream or the chips or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing to do. So what does that mean? Okay. Maybe you're lonely. Maybe, you know, the big ones are like stress, anxiety, lonely, bored. Those are typically the big ones that drives us to food. So you got to examine like, why are you bored? What is it? So clearly you want something to do. So you got to figure out what is it? What else can I do other than reach for food? Right. So you got to, you got to work through, allow these emotions to come up and feel it. Because really what you're trying to do when you're overcoming emotional eating is to get through that moment. It's a moment that you're having this feeling. And then if you can get through that moment, then okay, it's like, okay, next time it'll be a little bit easier. Next time it'll be a little bit easier. At first, you might still want to reach for the food and you may still reach for the food. And that's okay because it's really about being becoming more aware of what is going on, what it is that you're feeling before you can change your habits, right? You can't just change habits without knowing why you need to change the habits or yeah, or yeah, why you need to change. What is it that you're feeling that you want to change? So it's really, you need to be aware of what it is that you're thinking and feeling and circumstances around that situation to overcome the emotional eating. And I think emotional eating is something where everybody's, it, we all struggle with it at some point in our lives. Yeah, exactly. Everybody emotional eats on, on some level, right? You can, you can yeah. be happy in an emotional eat. You can be sad and emotional and you can be, you know what I mean? There's, there's varying degrees of every, every emotion that drives people to food. And, um, and it's, it's a work in progress. And that's the other thing is women are, 
and this is again, because of the diet culture, women are expecting to be a hundred percent perfect eaters. You know, there's no such thing as perfect eater. If you're a perfect eater, you're not having any fun. <laughs> That's what I say. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a perfect eater. I don't yeah. Know yeah. Women are aiming to be a perfect eater. It's like, no, that's no fun. You want to aim to be a better eater. And as we get, you know, as we move along the timeline, you get a little bit better. And you sometimes like, okay, it's not so great. You enjoy yourself and you have a party and that's okay. Right. But you're always moving in a, in a certain direction versus working, you know, going back the other way. But, um, you know, aiming little wins make the biggest differences as opposed to aiming for those big wins. Like people say, I only lost half a pound. It's like, well, it's half a pound is pretty, pretty good. If you've been at it for a week and a half, you know, it's like, let's, 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 let's look on the, you know, uh, glass half full versus glass, glass half empty. Right. (laughs) What are like some wins that people could like work towards some like small baby steps? Uh, I, I journaling, writing everything that you eat down is a big one, because like I said, we don't even know what we did five minutes ago, <laughs> what we ate in the last, you know what I mean? So writing down everything you eat and seeing it with your eyes and being more consciously, that, that makes you more consciously aware of what it is that you're putting in your mouth. And therefore you need to have it in that, you need to have a level of awareness in order for change to happen. So the thing is, is nobody wants to see that they ate a bag of chips on a piece of paper in their journal. However, you've got to be able to see it. You know, if you want change is you got to see, okay, you know what? I did eat that bag of chips. Did I enjoy it? Yes. Okay. Could I have eaten a little bit less? Maybe some days, yes. Some days, no. And go, okay, you know what? If this is what I ate today and I could cut back tomorrow, I could go, okay, I could eat a little bit of this. I could have more vegetables here. And then start planning your meals. Meal plan goes a long way in terms of weight loss because it takes the emotional eating out of the equation. You're not left there standing in the kitchen going, what do I feel like eating? (laughs) Because that's typically what we say when we're looking for food is what do I feel like eating? So that's true. It's true, right? So in other words, that's emotional eating right there. (laughs) So if you plan your meals, and, um, and you stay organized, that it takes that emotional eating aspect out because you're looking at it more from something more objectively and, and, and you're looking at nourishing your body versus emotionally feeding yourself, right? So, so definitely the, the, the journaling and the meal planning. And then when things don't go right, is not an opportunity to judge yourself, is an op- opportunity to, to question yourself. Because a lot of times, you know, let's say you finish work at five o'clock and then one day your boss goes, hey, I, I got a meeting. Uh, can you can you pop in? It's it's five to five. You're five minutes before you can leave the office. All of a sudden, your whole dinner plans goes out the window. You're in this meeting for an hour and a half. You get out of there at 630. And, you're, and meanwhile, you're starving since like 530 and you can't make it home to do your meal plan and you end up running next door to the coffee shop as you're leaving the office to grab a bagel and cream cheese. Okay. It's not an opportunity to, to crucify yourself. You go, okay, you know what? My boss called me at the last minute. I was ravenous. I couldn't wait. And just, you know, know that, okay, how does my, and, and know that that was an instance where there was not much I could do in that moment. So how can I prevent those things to those things happening again? 
if my boss tends to call me for last minute meetings, well, perhaps I can pack an extra snack in my bag to work every day for just in case to kind of tie you over until you get home for dinner, right? So, there, so you're just trying to figure out solutions as opposed to, you know, beating yourself up and, and judging yourself for what you didn't do, right? That there's sometimes it's out of your control. So that's really the, the, the number one thing you can do is journaling and meal planning. I, lo- I love the, I love both those because journaling, we don't, we don't think about what we're eating. We just, no. and we don't slow down and, and actually enjoy the meals and stuff. Yeah. That's the other thing, you know, now that we're, a lot of us are at home in the last two years, sitting around and eating and working, maybe you might've done this before, but maybe there was a little bit more of that because you're at home. There's that work life separation, work home separation is kind of blurred. And, um, you know, and you should still take your lunch hour, even though if you're, if you are working at home and, and try to schedule zoom meetings with 15 minute breaks in between perhaps, right. Just to kind of give yourself that break. Um, so you can take better care of yourself and, and, and nourish your body as opposed to, you know, nourish and fueling your body versus just grabbing stuff and eating on the go. Because when you, when you're eating on the go and snacking, you know, mindlessly is that we're actually not satisfying our, we're not being satisfied by the foods that we're eating because we're, it's like, it's just like, it's like distracted driving. You remember the yeah, days I, when you could be on the phone driving and talking at the same time, it, you know, what's one of them is suffering and it's not the phone call. <laughs> and that's why it's against the law now because you, because yeah. it's distracting. <laughs> well, it's no different with food, with your meals, right? So if you're yeah. eating and on your computer or, or, or scrolling and watching, you know, Instagram reels, you better put that down. It's not a good use of your time. And it's certainly not contributing to your weight loss because when you're not feeling satisfied because you're too busy doing something else, you're going to want to reach for something else later on because you feel unsatisfied. Yeah. Because you weren't paying attention and slowing down and eating, right? Right, Amanda? Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I totally agree. It's, I think it's hard though. I think we all need to do it though. It's just slowing down with the eating and stuff. Yes. Because then you feel more satisfied with your meals and stuff. And you're like, oh, I actually ate a good meal. And, and yeah. when you're reaching for stuff all day long, it's not the, usually the good stuff. It's the bad stuff that you're reaching for. Yeah. You're, yeah. It's like all of a sudden that food that you ate for lunch because you scarfed it down because you're too busy because you had to get on the next Zoom call. You didn't feel, even though you weren't, even though you're not hungry, you weren't, you didn't feel satisfied. And the thing about slowing down and eating is when you slow down, you're actually engaging in all of your senses, like smell, taste, hear, touch, right? Like maybe you're cooking, you have to cook the food, maybe, you know, the smelling, that's what makes it satisfying is engaging all those senses, how it tastes in your mouth, the texture of in your mouth, the aftertaste and all that stuff. That's what makes it satisfying, not scarfing it down in five minutes right? and then getting on to your next call. And then two hours later, you're like, mm, I, I want something now. You're looking in the cupboard going, what do I feel like? <laughs> yeah. And I think it's just giving ourselves permission. Yes. Because sometimes we're going to be more hungry on certain days and that's okay. Yes. That's right. That is absolutely right. You got to go by how you feel. Not because it's a three o'clock. I shouldn't be hungry. No, if three o'clock, I'm, I'm a little bit hungry. Oh, that's surprising. Hmm, maybe I should get myself a little snack. 
and just making sure that, you know, because we're home more, maybe when you cook your meals, you know, make a little bit extra. So you have food ready in the, in the fridge that you can just grab and eat and you don't have to spend a lot of time prepping it. Right. So I always have like hummus and baba ganoush in the fridge with some, with some fruits and with some, um, I, I like to eat it with fruit with apples and pears or like celery sticks and some veggies or veggies or whatever. I always have food in the house that you can just easy grabs that are, that are healthy, crunchy and satisfying. You just yeah. got to figure out what they are, what you like, right? Yeah, I, f- I think people need to figure out and order the groceries and cut out the vegetables right as you get the groceries. So then you don't have an excuse to not eat those vegetables. And that's the other thing. Vegetables is really where most of our nutrients live. And if you want to feel good in your body, you got to eat more vegetables. And I think women have gotten better with eating vegetables since keto and paleo, I have to say. I remember um, years ago, I trained, used to fitness train this couple, and they were probably in their 30s, probably early 30s. And the husband didn't like eating vegetables. I was like, you don't like eating vegetables? He goes, no, I don't like eating vegetables. I was like, how old are you? He goes, 33. I said, well, you're not six anymore. You're 33. You've got to learn how to eat. You got to learn to like them. Like you got to figure out what you enjoy. And you, because that's, 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 what's going to, that's, what's going to make you feel good in your body is the vegetables. That's where, that's where all of our nutrient lies. If you want to, you know, look younger, feel younger, um, have more energy, lose weight. It's the vegetables, right? Amanda, wouldn't you agree? I, I totally agree. And I, I have people in my life now, new people in my life, and they're all in their thirties and stuff. And they're just like, I don't think that the guys eat vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going to be, yeah, that's, you got to learn. If you don't like vegetables, you got to start thinking about things you like, things you can tolerate, things you enjoy. Start there. Don't eat the things you don't like. Cause it's not never going to happen. Right. But figure it out, make a list. And, um, but yeah, that's, if you're looking for weight loss and the thing is, is I call vegetables, the fountain of youth, cause it really is forget the creams and the lotions and potions that people are selling out there to make you right. look younger and feel younger. Yeah. You eat your vegetables. You're going to look 10, t- you're going to, you're going to take 10 years off of your skin. And that's the easy way. And it's a cheaper way. And it's far more enjoyable because you're going to feel better putting creams on your face isn't necessarily going to feel better. You might look a little better um, because of whatever you're putting on top. But if you, if you nourish from the inside out, everything is going to benefit your hair, your skin, your muscles, your glow, like you name it, everything's your whole body is going to benefit from it. I, yeah, I find vegetables are such a big thing because we just need, it's so good for just her whole body and feeling just good and nourished and everything. And I think with like skin, like if you eat things, you could tell if you eat a little bad, you could tell with your skin. You're like, Oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. Yes. You feel it right away. I eat salt or sugar, my, or coffee. My eyes just puff out. Yeah. I, (laughs) I, 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 Yeah, I break out with like sugar and stuff. I'm like, Mm. 
And yeah, I'm like, so we know. Yeah, you get, you know, and it's like, I mean, I still deal with it with the hormones and stuff with the, sh- but I mean, like I cutting out like dairy and stuff like that was big because I feel like that was like really which helped with my skin because I was just mm. getting too many breakouts. Right. Yeah. And they were painful. <laughs> And they're painful. Yeah. It's yeah. no fun, right? It's no fun. And um, yeah. So if, if, you know, if anybody is listening out there, if you're looking for weight loss, you just up your, up your, up your veggies, up your veggies, you're going to feel a hundred times better. And, and you got to think longevity here, right? Like, how do you want to age? Do you want to age like with illnesses or do you, I mean, there's no guarantees, but definitely, you know, if you eat more vegetables and, you know, back in the day when you hear your mother, or your grandmother say, eat your veggies. You know what? There's, there's so much truth into that. Right? It's <laughs> so true. And that's, and that's where weight loss comes. If you load yourself up with veggies, like, you know, talking half a plate full of veggies, you know, yeah, just doing that alone, you'll lose weight. So just simple things like that. And you're, you're going to feel so much better. When you start feeling heavy in your body and feeling tired and, 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 and hormonal even, it's, it's, it's probably, you know, foods that you're eating, you know, women suffering with PMS, you know, cramping or, you know, feeling a little blue or breaking out or just, you know, like where you're just feeling agitated or irritated, you know, that's all from foods. It's, it's from what you're putting in your mouth. A, a lot of times, I would probably say at least 70% of it is from the foods that you're putting in your mouth that's causing all these symptoms around your cycle. I know I went through it for yeah. sure. And the more, the more I start, you know, like playing around with foods, I was like, mm, you know what? I'm 52 and I haven't had a period in four months and I get like a warm spell. I haven't, I haven't had a hot flash, no hot flashes. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> right. No hot flashes. I have friends who are like dying, dying. Yeah, I get a little warm, but nothing crazy. But no hot, no hot flashes. I haven't had a hot flash in like, I don't know, like eight months, nine months. I can't even, I can't even remember. It's been that long that I can't even remember how long it's been. But <laughs> that's a whole nother topic, right, Amanda? You're not even there yet. I'm not there. I'm only 32. So you're only 32. So I'm only dealing with the periods. You're only dealing with the periods. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. yeah, The foods can definitely help for sure. Yeah. I feel like just from like taking out certain foods and, and stuff, like it's like, it used to not be regular and it's been regular for like whatever, eight years now. But I mean, like, I think with your, hormones you have to figure out what works and and what foods help you with that and stuff it's this trial and error it's like a like an, and everybody's different right so what what might have worked for you amanda might not have worked for me yeah. and vice versa but um you know the big categories are like the sugar which includes a refined which includes alcohol that's a huge category there yeah. right in terms of hormonal balance and feeling, feeling, you know, feeling a little bit better around your cycle. You know, alcohol is a big one, a big one um, for hormonal balance. That's instant. It's just instant hormonal imbalance. (laughs) Yeah. See, I've never been into alcohol, so I've always been good on that. So good. 
Yeah. And sometimes you got to learn the hard way. Yeah. I mean, I love to drink wine, but I'm down to sipping. It's like, okay, you know what? I have a sip. I enjoy it. And they're like, okay, I'm done. Uh, anything more than that sends me a little bit, you know, hairy. And uh, so I just don't go there. It's like, no, yeah, I, I just want to feel good. Right. We just want to feel good. Well, yeah. And in not having, don't have people say, oh, sh- you should have that drink or whatever. You know, oh yeah. Yeah. Feeling that social pressure. Oh, live a little. <laughs> it's like no, no I am living I'm actually quite happy and healthy and vibrant and and energetic thank you <laughs> yeah I I find I find alcohol just wires me and stuff so I'm like I might as well just stay away from it yeah and when you get to my age for for a lot of women it's hormonal hell <laughs> the alcohol <laughs> And it's a, it's a hard one to, it's a hard one to, to, um, to accept for a lot of women. It really is. I've seen it and I get it, but you know, you gotta, you gotta choose. doesn't mean you can't never have it. It's like, okay, do you want to feel better and lose weight? Or do you want to have your, you know what I mean? You got, you got to, it's a choice. It's a choice. It doesn't mean you got to cut it out completely. You got to figure out that balance. Like, okay, what's too much. What's not enough. What's satisfying still. And it's literally that feeling, you know, f- f- getting on that teeter totter. Remember when we were kids and you get on that teeter totter yeah. with your girlfriend and you're trying to stay off the ground. You're kind of like, ah, like that, right? Okay, no, too much, too little, too much, right? And you're trying to figure out how to stay off the ground. It's kind of like that. <laughs> and it's, I think what you said about like, it's just a balance. Like, you're not going to always be perfect with the balance of whatever. Yeah, exactly. Never going to be perfect. Yeah. Have I had too much chips? Absolutely. I've had too much chips. And then, and then I'm wired because all the salt and I can't sleep. Right. For sure. I've ha- I've done that to myself. Right. And just go, okay. You know, I had a little too much. Okay. You know uh, what happened there? Oh, I didn't eat dinner. I didn't have enough for dinner or whatever. You know what I mean? You, yeah. there's, there's always a reason and it's about understanding what happened versus, you know, you know, trying to, you know, make yourself feel guilty or judging yourself for it. Exactly. Cause I think we all judge ourselves for, yeah. it's okay. If you have that piece of cake for your birthday or whatever. Yeah. Who doesn't love cake? Yeah. I could eat a piece of cake right now. <laughs> I mean, that's what I did for my birthday. So I mean, like it's your birthday. Absolutely yeah. have a cake. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's okay. You could get back on any better than a few days. It doesn't have to be exactly that next meal it can be but if you could take a couple days it's not going to kill you in the long run because there's so many days out of the whole year yeah exactly what's one piece of cake you know even if if you had one piece of cake a month it's nothing it's nothing right well, thank you for coming on. Is there any like last tips you would like to share? Oh, well, thanks, Amanda. Well, thanks for having me. It certainly was a real pleasure. And um, last tips. Well, I do have, would it be okay if I shared like a little giveaway? I do yeah. have, uh, maybe I, I'm not sure if you have room on your, if you have a little text box that you can, but I have a um, three foundational tools to, to permanent weight loss without dieting. If that interests anybody, would that be, is that okay to share? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. I can, I can yeah. share you the link after. Yeah. And, um, and this is just like, 
And, you know, it's really about, it's all the things that we talked about, really. It's just about relying on yourself, listening to your body and, 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 and ditching the diet culture uh, completely. And it's like, you know, forget the dieting, forget about the, you know, the diet culture talk and stuff like that, that's contributing to the, the heart, the hardness of having to lose weight, right? Losing weight, no matter your age is possible. And a, a lot of times it's that negative, the negative thoughts that we have about ourselves that makes it worse, makes it harder to lose weight. So I do, I, I'm happy to share that with anybody that's interested, but thank you so much, Amanda. It was a real pleasure. That was super fun. Thank you. I'll put that in the show notes. Thanks so much. Thanks.